Hello and welcome back to episode 30 of the Mildly Opinionated Podcast. We are on a roll. This is our third episode this week. I'm one of your hosts, Anish. I am your other host, Dhruv. And uh, we're going to be doing some NBA playoff stuff. We did a little bit of it last week uh, or last episode, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But we're going to continue with it. The NBA playoffs continuing to heat up. We've gotten into the second round for some of the series. But first, we're going to focus on arguably the two most important teams in the league right now, the two LA teams, the Clippers and the Lakers. And uh, we'll start off with the Lakers. And Anish is our resident Lakers or LeBron fan. But uh, I wrote down in our little document that we use for our script, uh, Lakers and LaFraud get eliminated. And watching this series, which, you know, I thought was one of the more entertaining series. No. I kept hearing, I just want to say this, I kept hearing, LeBron, don't wait, don't worry about it. He's saving all his energy for game six without AD. He, like, that's why they lost game five. It's because he's saving his energy. It's gonna, we're going to have an all-time LeBron performance. And uh, we got... That's unfair. 23 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. You're uh, way off on those. All right, first, first, let me say this. So the Lakers did get eliminated, of course. But I'm not going to blame LeBron for this. He's injured and he's getting old. And just that I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on those fan page, Instagram pages. Like Drew said, game five and game six, we're going to see an all-time LeBron performance. He just can't do that anymore. With his age and his injury and attrition at this point, it's it's a fantasy. Maybe we get it once in a while. But to think that your team is going to rely on that to win, it's just not going to happen. And the problems with the – Oh, wait, no, let me say this first. Drew, you said 23 points. He actually had 29. Oh, so wow. He had close to 30 points there. But the big problem in that game was Devin Booker had 47 points, which is just unreal. Shout out to D-Book, by yeah. the way. That was a crazy Devin Booker. I, I'm, I'm happy the Suns – I'm not happy the Suns won, but I'm fine that the Suns won because they're an entertaining team, and I'll root for them. I want to mm-hmm. see Booker and CP3 have some success. But the Lakers, let's talk about their problems. They have lots of problems. First, AD, can he ever not get injured? This guy is always injured. And I know... He's made of glass. I, yeah, and I feel like partially this is going to do with the short, short, very short uh, Lakers and Heat offseason, given that they were playing through the finals. Mm-hmm. But also, he has to get like something right this offseason because LeBron is not supposed to be carrying this team. It's supposed to be Anthony Davis carrying this team with LeBron there to help him when AD is not playing great. I mean, that was when we heard about AD coming to the Lakers, the prediction was, okay, maybe the first year it's going to be LeBron's show, but mm-hmm. we're going to transition into AD being the main guy. And okay. as for me, I was like, you know, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if AD can be that guy. And, you know, whether it's injuries or his play, We've seen a lot of struggles this season. I think that part of it has to do with the bubble, but I think all a lot of it is just like he's kind of an injury-prone dude, and he had an off year. Like, it yeah. happens. Uh, with the LeBron stuff, I don't know. I, I can't pin it down if it's regression or if it's he was just injured. And I want to say, like, here's the thing. Someone I know, uh, a fellow Golden State fan, told me that we have to always use the mentality people were using with Steph Curry in 2016, where if you play, you're healthy. What? And if that's the mentality, LeBron disappointed. He that didn't play not, as good as he needed to do. That is not fair at all. 
LeBron and Steph are not in the same league. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, we've had a lot of series where guys were knocked up and injured and yeah. they underperformed. But we went with the assumption, oh, he's playing, so he's healthy. LeBron played every game this series. I think that I can give him a pass to some extent due to injury. But I'm also going to say, like, the issues with his body language where he seemed to just oh, give yeah. up on plays. I don't think he gets a pass for that. Yeah. I don't think, like, the play I can understand, it's a lot to ask for a guy who's 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being a leader should be something you're able to do at all times. And yeah. uh, I definitely will hold that against him. I mean, I definitely agree. Like, it, it gets infuriating sometimes just seeing, like, Kuzma chucking up some hook shot, and then LeBron just doesn't get back on defense. Like, that body language sucks, and it's just telling your team, I've given up. Like, game five, he leaves the court five minutes before the game ends. Like, what are you trying to tell your team with that? But I think I think the Lakers will be back. They need to get some shooters this offseason. I don't understand yeah. why they haven't in the last two offseasons, especially with the passive way LeBron's been playing, which is an issue. I think game six, he did get to the rim, and he actually, like, went for those tough contested layups. He tried like, He tried to. towards the end of the game. He tried to yeah, turn he, it on. Throughout the game, if you were, like, watching the entire game, he was trying, but he was missing a couple of those, which mm-hmm. he, in the past he would have never missed. But just to help this Lakers team, I don't think that getting rid of Danny Green was a good idea because as much as we like to clown on him, he's a three-point specialist. and 39% this year. Yeah. The Lakers mm-hmm. need to get some three-pointers three-point shooters and just overall shooters onto this team i mean when your, be best, when your best shooter is ben macklemore you probably have an issue on your team uh you know they have their own off-season things and later when we do an off-season pod we'll probably focus on them to some extent to try and figure out what they're gonna do wait but, let, uh, let's add this before we end i i've seen a lot of like rumors about uh lakers adding a third star I don't think they need a third star, if I'm being honest. They just need some actual quality shooters around yeah. LeBron and AD. They don't need that. I think a lot of the problems in the Sun series could have been fixed by just having actual shooting. Yeah. Like, the Suns were a team that could shoot Suns you out of shoot. a game. Yeah. And the Lakers are not. And that's yeah. kind of what the NBA fun. is. That's what it boils down to. But congrats to the yeah. Suns. The next mm-hmm. round, Suns-Nuggets, I believe, that'll be a fun Yeah. One. That will be a fun series. But – uh. We'll go on to another L.A. team that knows a lot about the second round mm-hmm. and losing in the second round. In uh, LA, the Clippers, who were trying to play the Mavs. And I know people are like, oh, they, they weren't intentionally trying to play the Mavs. But they knew what they were doing when they rested their stars. Yes. They thought that they could beat anybody they played. They thought it wasn't going to hurt their chances to drop down a seed and lose some games because they thought, oh, resting our stars is going to work. Now, Dallas won both games at L.A. to start the series. L.A. won both games at – Crazy series. L.A. won both games at Dallas to follow that up. Dallas takes a 3-2 lead. We had game six. The expectations were high. It was in Dallas. Uh, I think a lot of people expected that whole road game curse to end. Luka to pull it out. But Kawhi Leonard, man, yes. an all-time performance from Kawhi Leonard. That's a career that was, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. Mm, like, I think that's, that's pushing it. I, I individual see, individual players. I still say Dame's, Dame's game just a couple of days back was better, but that was the a way, that was a The way game. that he was able to go two ways, Yeah, I think, like, on one end of the floor, 
he was defending Luca effectively all game. Luca had an off night. Yeah. And I think the Mavs could have still won that game if guys could hit open threes, but you know, one well, let's team. just say let's just say this. So it's tied up three three right now, and we're gonna have game seven tipping off in under an hour, I believe. Mm-hmm. It starts at two thirty. We're recording this at one fifty. So I'm just gonna say this. If the Clippers don't win this game seven, this whole Kawhi like legendary performance, which it was, it won't mean anything. Like if it they win, if they have to win this and I think I think they will win it. At a point, this whole road game, like luck, everyone winning on the road and losing at home in the series, it has to end. I think the Clippers have to take this one at home. This is gonna yeah. Be- and when we talk about that game six from Kawhi, I yeah. fear I fear that we're gonna get a little bit of uh, LeBron twenty eighteen game one in the finals vibes, where it was like such a legendary performance we just don't talk about because they mm-hmm. lost and he got swept that series, but. With Kawhi, I do think that it's time we start putting more pressure on him to actually perform. Yeah. Uh, you know, the expectations that guys like Giannis, LeBron, Steph, those guys, the expectations those guys get put on them to deliver and win, like carry their teams to performance. Yeah. I think that if Kawhi really wants to be considered the best player in the world, he needs to be executing at that level. And in my opinion, he hasn't done that this year in LA and really ever in his career I mean, he's never I'm, had to carry that much load but it could, ch- it could change pretty quickly with with the win here I think it'll be pretty it'll be less I'll pretty. say this like with the win here it's nice to know and if he has a great performance game seven good for him but like took them seven games to beat the the Mavs I mean let's say let's say like Luca has been unbelievable like Luca has been unbelievable but my one of my issues with this is like there's a lot of really good players and i don't not as good as luca i think left not as good as luca but like there's teams that are better than the mavs yeah there are i think there's what there's at least one team in the western conference that is better than the mavericks in the suns and then like we have to talk about the jazz who took the grizzlies out in five games like the, the nuggets yeah there's a lot of teams that can do some serious damage and let's just say this: the Clippers have had trouble when, when the Mavericks have won. It's been with Luca kicking out and the open guys hitting their threes. The Jazz have a lot of three-point shooters, and they're going to be, if the Clippers do win, they're going up against the Jazz, and I don't think that's going to be any easier. Yeah, I, to me, I think that the Mavericks are outstanding. They have a superstar, which gives them a little bit of an edge. What about Porzingis? Porzingis. Poor uh, that's that's a different story in itself he, he's a bum uh, I, but I think if the Mavs lose this they have to think like you are wasting Lucas entering prime we're seeing some Cavs LeBron type beat here he's like, 22 let's yeah, calm down they're not wasting that much he still has time but like these are some unbelievable performances from Luca, and you're wasting them if you can't win the series this that is true and like I don't know what's going to happen in game seven, to be honest. I'm excited to watch it, but I'll just close out. I'll close out this LA team's little uh, highlight that we have for them Mm -hmm. by just saying like as great as Kawhi has been, he needs to realize that this has to keep going. It can't just be one game. It has to be every game because Luca is going to bring it. Yeah. We're, I think we're in for an all time game just Mm -hmm. an hour here. And I, I think Kawhi will bring it. I think Luca's going to bring it. I think PG's going to – I think everyone. PG's played well, to his credit. 
everybody everybody but Porzingis is going to bring it. That's the uh, that's the moral of this series. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference, in which we already have both of our semifinal games have already started, and one of them's finished, and one of them's entering the fourth quarter. But we're going to start mm-hmm. with the one that's finished. Nets and Bucks. Drew, who's winning the series? Ooh, so I have been preaching for a, I, I'd say a decent amount of time that the Bucks are a better team than the Nets. They're yes. built better and they play defense, which yes. matters in the playoffs. Uh, I'm picking Bucks in seven. I mean, seeing the Bucks lose game one, I'll say this like, it's not a huge issue for me because it's like they shot really uncharacteristically poorly from three. They were six of 30 from the three point line. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen every game. And it was still a close game to the yeah. credit of the team. Uh, but also seeing Budenholzer play Jeff Teague for like actual minutes that were important and he was not good. Yeah. That is going to be concerning. And Harden was not playing and the Nets still won. So we'll have to see what's going to happen there. I'm still going Bucks and seven. Uh, I think defense is going to get them this win. I was optimistic for the series, but I think if the Bucks were to win, I, this might seem like an overstatement. I think they had to win game one. So for that reason, I'm going to go Nets and six, especially Ooh. with Kyrie. He seems to have that fire in his eyes. And I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that the Nets are going to make a statement here, just ending the series in six. Well, let's move on to the second one. Hawks and 76ers. This one's kind of shocking. At the time we're recording, the Hawks are up 99 to 82. And we're entering the fourth quarter. This is crazy. Ice tray, baby. Ice tray. It's happening. I told people. So uh, interacting with the NBA community online, I have said, don't be surprised if the Hawks give the Sixers a real run. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to win. Like entering the playoffs, I was kind of, I was predicting the Hawks to play the Sixers. And I was like, it'll be Sixers and six. Because yeah. I think the Hawks can give them a run. And I think they can win both games in Atlanta. Like the first two games in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the Hawks might win game one. They will. At Philly. They, they, are, they, they probably are, will. They're going to win game one. That is kind of ridiculous. It and, is kind of scary. For, for You know, Ice Trey, I watched the I watched the first half of this game. Yeah. Trey Young, man, they can't guard him. Yeah. I mean, they started to double team him. But, like, he's such a good passer and playmaker. Yeah. No one can guard this man. I'm afraid of what he's going to do to the Sixers defense day in and day out. And more importantly to me is like the Sixers, like Joel Embiid, the presumptive, you know, one of the MVP guys this year. Candidate, candidate. Clint Capella is guarding him like, well, he's guarding him. Well, like he's stopping. What they're doing is they're just telling you, okay, Embiid take jump shots. We want you to take as many jump shots as you want. You just can't get to the rim. And to me, if they can actually effectively defend Embiid and he's got 28 points right now because he's an amazing player and effectively defending him still means he's going to get a lot of points. If they can do that for the entire series, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. Uh, oh, no. 76 or net uh, 76 Netflix uh, pick six. Don't matter. Hawks and five. Oh, five. Hawks that, and five. It's, it's, it's not going to be Hawks and five, but I I think it's going to be Hawks and seven. I'll, I'll really? give them Hawks and seven. And I think this is going to bring Philadelphia to a crossroads, especially with like an MVP season from Embiid, and they mm-hmm. still can't make the conference finals. They're going to have to 
they're gonna have to see something. They're gonna have to change. Something. And uh, before we end off this pod, Anisha, I just want to ask you, what's your prediction for Ben Simmons' free throw percentage in this series? Oh um, I don't need. What is he shooting normal? He shot thirty six percent in the last series from the free I'll, throw line. I'll give him thirty five. Ooh, low predictions. I'm gonna. I'm going to be bold and say he shoots 50% from the free throw line this year. If Luca is hitting 50, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to get near that. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, I hate to say it. He's probably going to cost the Sixers this series. Yeah. Like, man, he needs a jump shot. Like, at, how do you not have a jump shot? We'll, we'll see with Ben Simmons and we'll see if this, uh, if we're just being too reactionary to the first game or if this is an actual case where the Hawks are just going to beat the Sixers. But, uh, Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Mildly Opinionated Podcast. We are going to keep up with the NBA playoffs content and expect a lot of episodes coming in the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, we please make sure to share. Please make sure to share with all your friends and family if you have any, and uh, enjoy your afternoons. Goodbye.